0: welcome to the rise with natalie podcast a place for you to expand your world i'm your host natalie holbrook an intuitive astrologer and transformational guide and i am obsessed with all things that allow you to step into your greatest potential it is my mission to teach you to use the cosmos to better understand yourself your journey and empower you to live as the magnificent universe of magic that you are In some episodes, I'll break down the energy and the stars and how to best navigate them. And in others, I'll feature powerful guests whose tools encourage you to live your most abundant and aligned life. This podcast is to connect you with yourself, spirituality, healing, health, consciousness, and so much more with the goal of inspiring you to create your own heaven here on earth. I love connecting with you, so say hi on Instagram at risewithnatalie. And if you want to go deeper, download my video or written guide on how to read your birth chart or book a reading or a subconscious transformation session, all linked in the show notes down below. I hope you enjoy this episode and trust that there is always magic coming your way. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rise with Natalie podcast. I am so excited for our episode today and for our guest. This is one of my dear teachers and mentors and friends and amazing human beings of this world marisha mirnawska and did i say your last name right yes (laughs) welcome i'm so happy that you're here thank you so much for having me i'm so excited
1: for this drop-in
0: yes so marisha is an herbalist a teacher an author earth activist gardener and green witch rooted in the wise woman tradition, which we're gonna talk all about today, of healing. Her work and devotional practices are centered around the mission of supporting a deepening of the love and regenerative relationship between earth and people for the mutual healing of both human and plant communities. Marcia is the director of the School of the Sacred Wild and runs a yearly online apprenticeship teaching herbal medicine, regenerative farming practices, earth magic, holistic healing, and plant spirit communication a multicultural and multilingual devotee of mother earth marisha has grown up internationally and traveled extensively learning different ways of tending to the earth and sharing regenerative grassroots earth medicine and she also is the author of the witch's herbal apothecary rituals and recipes for a year of earth magic and sacred medicine making and her school the the school the school of the sacred wild is going to be starting this fall which we are going to be talking more about and marisha has been my teacher, which fully changed my life three years ago. I cannot believe it was already three years ago, but Amazing. it was, <laughs> and yes, I went to, I was a part of, it was at that time, the Gaia School of Healing. And we would meet twice out of the month for two days. And it was just this life-changing experience of learning about herbalism and magic and earth medicine and being in connection with sisters and brothers and for me this was one of the most potent activations of my life because it really just allowed me to be this open channel and to remember that the earth is always holding us and protecting us and it really just opened up my spirit to what I do and who I am today. So this is gonna be an amazing conversation, everybody. Marisha is next level and also the kindest, sweetest person. And she is also a Gemini sun, an Aries moon, and like me, Leo rising. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna first just jump right into your birth chart, and then we're gonna get into all of the juicy witchy stuff. That's so awesome. I'm gonna share my screen so you can even see your birth chart as we're going. So Marisha has a ton of Gemini energy. So you have your son in what's called a stellium, with the North node and Mars. And so whenever we have a stellium, I always like to use this image that it's almost like we have three little kids who are sitting on a bench together and they're all making this energy happen. And so first we have Mars, which is like, I'm active. I have an idea. I want to do something. And also I'm very sexual. (laughs) And then we have the sun, which is like, this is who I am. This is me. And I have this energy and this activation to go and to do things. And then we have the North node, which is sitting right next to it, which is that through all of these things that I do, I'm constantly learning lessons and I'm constantly getting to this higher path of my destiny. And the neat thing about all of this is that because it's in Gemini, there's this never ending curiosity that you have that you're always like, how is it that I can either learn more or teach more or bring in something else that's gonna make something fun and different. And it's kind of like a radio dial where you're like, okay, this piece is hip hop. We're gonna integrate this and then this is polka music and we're gonna bring this in and then this country station and this spiritual music. Like it's this melding of all of these things together. And it's in the 11th house and the 11th house is the house of groups and associations and circles, friends, retreats, and also of being online and with technology of using these groups for activism and for making a difference in this world. So how does that resonate in land wow. with you?
1: I mean, that's crazy. I love it. I love astrology. It's it's so fun. I, yeah, wow. I mean, it fully resonates. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and I definitely see that when I saw your chart, I was like, oh my gosh, of course she's like full in the 11th house. Because whenever people have a lot of energy here in the 11th house, this is really showing that hey, you are here to be this leader, to be seen on like a mass level and to actually encourage people to to work together, either in philanthropy or somehow giving back. And it's it's the underlying energy of this is Aquarius energy. So you are actually extremely Aquarian as well.
1: That resonates. I, I'm feeling this like shift of where we're going collectively.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, this was really cool to see too, is that you have all of this Taurus energy. And I know that Flora, your daughter, is a Taurus too. I remember that. And so whenever we have, you know, a, a mother, daughter, or a parent and a child relationship, a lot of times the parent might have a lot of energy in the same sign that their child is born in, because it's like this soul contract and this soul initiation. And remind me her birthday again. Um, Her birthday is May 12th, 2012. May 12th. Okay. So that means that her son, if we were to imagine, if we were to place her son around here, then her son would actually be directly upon your Mercury, which means that there's actually this beautiful connection of communication and collaboration that you two have together that you might've even felt like when you were pregnant with her, that obviously you were birthing her and a child, but like you were probably also birthing all of these other ideas and that she might even be the source of inspiration for your communication and for your ideas.
1: I mean, she totally changed my life. And, and um, you know, I it's interesting. I didn't realize I had so much Taurus energy um, and I've always kind of felt that it was curious because I work with the earth and people always say that I'm so grounded, but I've always thought that I don't have a lot of earth element in my chart um and i've thought that maybe that's why i work with the earth and i gravitate towards the earth is to balance myself and and you know to allow the elements that are dominant in my being and my cauldron to you know to work with with the other elements but um you know before i had flora i always would move and i've never lived in a place as long as i've lived in now <laughs> i've wow. lived in kind of the la area for since she was um conceived which was 11 years ago and before that, I've always kind of lived in a place for four years and five years and, you know, really kind of lived all over the world. So she's created a lot more kind of consistency and groundedness in a way, routine. Um, and then she loves and thrives on routine. She's very Taurus. You know, she loves she's very embodied. She, she likes, you know, um, to feel safe and good. And she likes beauty and and so there's these elements that that came into my life, even with like beauty, I think um, that really feel came in with her. And then I also opened, you know, the branch of, of the California branch of, of the Guy School of Healing, which was founded by Sage Maurer in Vermont. That happened when Flora was a year old and I started teaching and, and running this yearly apprenticeship program, which is also really mothering, you know, I've been in this mother archetype um, for a lot of people pretty much since she came through and in.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. You definitely were that for me. (laughs) You were that for all of our groups. I feel that that is so beautiful because it's like, since that's her son as well, her son is that it shines that Taurus energy on you. And so it's like, you get to pick all of that up. And especially because, you know, she physically came through you. So during that time, it's like there was almost this transmission of like, hey mom, you get some of my Taurus magic too.
1: Yeah, that I feel that it's wild.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so no, we definitely have Taurus energy. I mean, we all have all 12 signs within us. And even if we don't have planets, they're still ruling some area of our life. But you can see right here, you have all you have your MC, and you're gonna die at this one. Your MC is how you do your career and what you do your career in. Oh, okay. Right? And, and so it makes Taurus. sense that it's in Taurus. And so wow. it's, you're, you're, suppo- you're so on track that you follow that of here it is that I work with the earth and I teach others about the earth and the way that you do your work. There's a lot of magic and you really do bring in this Gemini energy, which is a lot of like the air element and then the fire, which you have a lot of as well. But the way that you do bring it is in this grounded pace. It's not like, okay, we're doing this and this and this and this. Like people come and they feel very grounded and very taken care of. Even when it's online, there's still this very grounded element to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's really special. And now, It's funny because, you know, when there's these transits that happen in the sky, especially in Taurus, it's like you and Flora will experience them both and almost together, where for you specifically, it's about your communication because it's your mercury and your ideas. And then for her, it's like, because it's her son, it's things that are directly happening for her right and so right now even in the sky we have this huge conjunction that only happens every 25 years it's going to be happening on july 30th and this is the north node and uranus are going to meet in the sky together so the north node being these bigger lessons that we're learning our destinies and uranus is the planet of change and spontaneity and the erupt you know disruption, and so these are coming together. And so I'd even be interested to see and check in in a couple of months: is what happened or what's changing within your way of communication, or maybe mm-hmm. in your ideas, or maybe there's something new that's that's starting where all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm actually gonna, you know, do this type of thing with the School of the Sacred Wild, and we're gonna change this communication. Like there's something along those lines, but it's this beautiful place because since it's with the North Node, it's taking us into our higher level of what is this greater lesson that I get to learn? And what is the destiny piece that comes with all of this?
1: That's amazing. I love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a really exciting time. And then, you know, you have your Mercury in Taurus, which also shows that that's why you do communicate with that groundedness and that there is this deep level of communication with the plants and with the herbs, and you know, obviously plant spirit meditations. And then the thing that I find so interesting here is that we have Chiron. So Chiron is the planet or it's the asteroid of the wounded healer. And so whenever we have Chiron that is conjunct or next to another planet, that means that this automatically makes you a healer. And we're all healers, right? But there's something about when people have their Chiron with another planet, it's almost that. You're really here to help other people to heal through the experiences that you have had to heal through yourself. And when it's mm. that Mercury, it's that the way that you help to heal others is through your words, is through your speech, is through your, your writing. And you're a beautiful writer. Um, and your content of the way that things just come out of your mouth and, and come out of the feeling and the essence of being around you. And so mm. something too that we can always look at, and this is a really fun astrology trick, is that we can look at the degrees of what our planets are at and typically around those degrees is when something was activated. So when you were 29, was there anything that you felt like was something that either triggered and created a deeper wound or that somehow helped to heal something that you were going through or changed your life?
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Mega. When I was 29, I had Flora. Oh my gosh. I and didn't know that. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was twenty nine, and I had Flora, and and that, and then I had a really. I went into oh my gosh, I had a, it was really hard. I had a really, you know, I I had a really hard few years, um, afterwards with splitting up with her dad, and there being a lot of, um, kind of chaos that came into my life in a way that I, I, as a sensitive person, had not had the training of dealing with certain kinds of um intense energies i think and and so i i had to learn i had to really change myself and my ability to process um and move through and protect um and and that was like a many year thing um yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) wow So, you know, and then of course that's when you were in your Saturn return too, but it's like, if you felt like your Saturn return was extra difficult, this is why, because you also had Chiron. It That's so gnarly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 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 You had Chiron in there being like, Hey, also might as well just heal this while you're at it.
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was one thing after another. It was, it, it was, but it was, it, and it was one of those things where it was initiation after initiation after initiation. And the goddess Isis came in at that point in a, in a way that I couldn't understand. I didn't have any relationship to Isis. I didn't really know much about her, uh, but there was so much mystery and magic and, um, and, and really hard embodied initiation after initiation, learning through my body, learning how to midwife life and death through my body. Um, yeah, a lot of, of embodied healing, learning how to heal through, through um, embodied practices, through magic, through prayer, through devotion, through gardening, through work. I mean, yeah, it's through teaching, through ceremony. It was, yeah, it's, it's been full on for a while. (laughs) Wow. And those are
0: all those things too, right? Like how to, to move through it. Okay. So let's kind of pivot a little bit here. I'd love to just ask you, what does that mean to be like, how did you heal in this embodied way?
1: Well, I, um, you know, I think I, you know, now I'm, I'm 39. So I'm 10 years after that moment, a lot has happened. Um, so there's a perspective that I can have now that I didn't have when I was so in it. Um, and I feel like when I was younger and it's interesting because kind of the cosmology that I work with, with the elements and the directions, when I was in that maiden archetype, I was really in that air element and, and I have a lot of air. And so, um, a lot of kind of my spiritual, um, understandings, I think were more intellectual spirit air kind of upper chakras. Mm -hmm. And, um, And so to answer your question about the embodiment piece, I mean, spirit and life and the great mystery, you know, um, really had me learn how to move energy and heal myself and others and the earth through my body, using my senses, using, you know, really, um, yeah. And and getting into my lower chakras, using my solar plexus, um, using the element of fire inside of me, with activism work with yeah you know with speech with what was coming out with how with my relationships with my sacral chakra with you know tantra and and embodied practices and then with my roots of of being in relationship to land and community and creating right relationship with land and community and 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 wanting to be an agent for changing culture um, not through this intellectual way or this like talk, talk, talk way, but through actually living and walking the talk. Um, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
0: It sounds like it was a lot about taking action and, and being that soldier, that person in real life, not just like you said, in talking or thinking or ideas, but how is it that I'm actually being and doing?
1: Yeah, and then birthing things, you know, birthing the school, birthing um, experiences, rituals, um, and and it is very embodied, too. I mean, making medicine, right, with the earth, like, and gardening and and tending the earth and regenerating land, it's, you know, it's physical, it's embodied, Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, which is wonderful, you know, and and I, I feel like that's one of the things that all of my students really receive from working. is it we're we're living I think in a time where we're constantly pulled out of our bodies and into our heads um, and also into the ethers and then with the internet into these kind of fake electronic webs that are not real Mm -hmm. Um, and and so the more that we can ground and and get into our senses and use tantric practices um, of entering the portals that are in our bodies and also, you know, really creating rich, intimate connection with the earth, with the land that we live on, with the plants, with um, with one another, with our communities. I, I, I found that there's so much healing that happens for the soul and for the collective.
0: Mm, yes, aho, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and you know, something too. And I want to just—I have to touch on this element in your chart because. I think that there's this piece of the relationship that you experienced that was like this World War III probably that you went through. And I say this in this most dramatic term because you have this conjunction of Pluto and Saturn together, which was the conjunction that happened when COVID kicked off. So this happens every 30 years or so, or sometimes more, sometimes less, just depending on the retrogrades. But you have this, this uh, these two planets sitting right next to each other, which are the most intense planets of the Zodiac. And the reason that I bring this back to that relationship is because it's in Libra. And so it shows that you'll go through these relationships so that typically it's like one big relationship that happens. And here it is around age 26, 28, right here, that is this death and rebirth. And that is so t- it feels just like a a vase being shattered that you then have to build it back together. And Saturn comes in here and is like, we're going to also throw in some depression and feeling like you don't know yourself anymore. And you know, all of the really difficult things that come in when we go through a breakup, it's, it's grief. It feels like your body is Is worn down and fully stopped so that you have to then build it back up. And the thing that I think is amazing, which alludes to what you spoke to of really being this activist in the community and birthing things yourself, is that this all was in the third house, which come which is about community and communication. And how is it that you are communicating with yourself, communicating with others? Who are you around? And also it's funny because this is even the house of sales, and it's like you had to reprogram your mind to sell yourself like. This is my new life. This is what I'm creating now. And this is, you know, getting out of that intellectual mind and saying, How is it then that I create something that when I'm in relationship, who do I want to be in relationship with and who do I want to show up as when I'm in relationship? And really focusing on that relationship with yourself. And then it catapulted you into that relationship with the earth. So, this is a really powerful um, conjunction that you have here. And you've maybe even felt it in other areas of your life too, that it's like when something fully is fallen apart or, or when something is taking a new direction, it's in this big, massive way. And then it's almost like to step in and be the teacher or be the disciplinarian to say, okay, we're recreating this. And it's a very, very extremely strong, powerful aspect. all right my dears in case you are unaware let me just tell you it is leo season this is one of my favorite times of the year because everyone's hearts seem to be blasted open i know that mine definitely is and because of this i have a very special offer this season i am going to be offering all of my astrology readings soul purpose readings transit readings and relationship readings for $188, which is a huge discount off of my readings that are typically $350. And I'm doing this because I feel so compelled to share the gift of astrology with you personally of how it affects your day-to-day of where leo rules in your chart and how to make the most of this year which is so powerful and potent and also we have the lion's gate coming up which is happening on august 8th it is a time for you to step into your gifts so visit the link in the show notes to get your reading today and i cannot
1: wait to meet you and your beautiful soul wow yeah that resonates.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then the last thing before I jump into asking you a bunch of other questions that I'm so excited to chat about is that I just want to share with you that you have a really exciting aspect coming up called your Venus return. And so we have the Venus return once a year and your natal Venus is in Leo. And so anytime that we're going through Leo season, it's great for you because you're Leo rising. And so the sun is shining on who you are in your physical body, but also it's this time for love and for abundance, for financial abundance, and really tapping into the things that we desire. And so when we have this Venus return, It's just that times, you know, all of the galaxies in the world, because it's like Venus on top of Venus. And so you're in this Venus portal. And that exact date for you is on Friday, August 12th, which is funny that it's on Friday too, because Friday is ruled by Venus. So it's a special Venus return this year for you. I love it. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I always like to ask, is there anything that you have always felt like, I wonder why I'm this way, or these things always seem to happen to me that maybe we could even pinpoint in your chart too.
1: Hmm, interesting, hmm, um, let me feel into that for a moment. Um, well, I, you know, I feel like I've I've had, I feel like I've been very guided in my life with in terms of like my devotional practices and in terms of, um, you know, my, my work in the world. Um, it's it's, um, yeah, that's been, it's just super been, yeah, it's been clear. It's, you know, I'm not surprised to hear what you're sharing with the chart. It's felt very much like, you know, God, goddess, the earth is just like, okay, we're working with you. And this is, you know, so that's, that's been very, of course, a huge blessing to feel like I'm on my path. And, and, um, and, and then I feel like I think, but personally, I think my love life has been a little bit more like what is going on, you know? And, yes. and, and um, yeah. So maybe if there's something around that, that you want to share, that could be fun. Absolutely. Yes.
0: Well, to, you know, even speak to both of those points. So look at this full full house of the fifth house that you have in the fifth house is dating and love and also children um, and anything that has to do with play and really just self-expression, the enjoyment of life. And Like you said, that you've always felt this way of being guided. Sagittarius rules your fifth house, and Sagittarius is that inner guidance, that truth, that trust in the higher powers, and really that seeking energy. And here you have Neptune conjunct right next to your south node. And whenever I see this combination, it usually is a lot of spiritual teachers or people who have a very deep connection to the angelic or shamanic realm, because it's almost like you've done this before. And you've probably even felt Mm -hmm. that way where it's like, I just know these things, or I'm just connected. And it it comes very naturally to you that you're able to bring these gifts into the world. And maybe there was a shadow that you let go of, you know, kind of before your Saturn return or during your Saturn return of letting go of any of the distrust or the anxieties that came along with that, because Neptune can also uh, provoke anxiety and just fear basically. And Mm -hmm. so it was that thing of, okay, well, what are the sides of Sagittarius that I can let go of, which are, you know, being, uh, too self-righteous or thinking that you have the answers or, or maybe being too blunt in situations or a little bit stubborn. That's, those are the shadows of Sagittarius. So letting go of all of those and then stepping into the element of being the teacher or the guru, or always being an eternal student and so that's what you've brought with you so that is you you truly do have this this special guidance and then the thing about love is that first of all so you have jupiter here in this expansive area of romance and dating and fun and play which you're a very fun and playful person we all can attest to that like if you guys take Mercia's course it's fun that's the other piece that i love about it and you also have uranus that disruptive planet which is sitting right next to your jupiter so you may have this would really show that in relationships they can sometimes come and go that sometimes it's like you meet someone and it's this explosive energy or you have this magical night together or this wild connection and then all of a sudden it's like what happened <laughs> like are you still here are you still present and because jupiter's on top of this this blows all of that up. So it's almost like it happens in this extreme way. Now, this doesn't mean that you're never going to, you know, be with someone long-term or have a long-term partnership, but that there are these moments of this person just randomly came in. And so a piece of, of keeping that there is really tapping into all of your Taurus energy and saying, okay, how much of it do I need to, you know, be willing to compromise or say this person or this thing, this relationship is worth keeping but knowing that there always are going to be these spontaneous events that do happen in that area of your love life
1: Mm, that's so interesting yeah yep
0: (laughs) this also is unplanned pregnancies as well um I have this element too and I remember the first time that I was giving one of my my teachers and she was like have you ever had an unexpected pregnancy or a miscarriage and I was like Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and, and this is just that element because mm-hmm. it's kids also. And so it's like kids could kind of come in and go the creativity comes and goes, the partnership comes and goes, or not partnership with the dating. And so mm-hmm. when you look for relationships though, what you need, because Aquarius rules, your seventh house, these are going to be our longer term partnerships and relationships. And Aquarius is that you need someone who's different from you somehow, or someone that Mm. you can have this mental connection with. Like there does need to be a lot of stimulation. They need to be on your level in terms of how much you can talk and share. And yes, be grounded together, but also it's like, you want to be able to um, converse and converse together and grow together. But also there's Mm. a huge sense of freedom that's very necessary as well. So it's like connection but i go do my thing you go do your thing and then we come home and talk about it and then make sweet sweet love all night (laughs) and it's it's brilliant
1: (laughs) that sounds great yeah i i I dig that that's the kind of thing i dig (laughs) (laughs) that's great and and so the seventh house you said is the one of partnership yes and what i see my moon in there what's the other one
0: yes so right now it's at the moon well we actually have the date on august 12th but so we just have saturn in here So let's see, since December of 2020, so it's been two, like, what is that, a year and a half or so, um, we have had Saturn moving through, and this is for all Leo rising, so I've been going through this too, where Saturn is moving through the seventh house. And whenever Saturn moves through a specific house, it's that we're getting some type of limitations and lessons and initiations within this area. So Mm -hmm. it's usually that people who are in your life in partnership, it's either a very beautiful time for deep commitment, Mm -hmm. or it's a time of, okay, we're going to learn the lessons the hard way through what is it that I truly desire? How am I showing up in relationships? How are the other people showing up? And what is it that I need to learn to then be able to master this? Because Saturn kind of has two parts. It wants us to be the best at something, but it teaches us the hard way. And so it's going, Mm -hmm. here, teaching us the hard way, so that we can really learn to become the master. And I can attest that, you know, when it then moves out of the house, it's usually a little bit after and you're like, okay, I really learned these relationship things. Now I know how to master them. And I I speak to this in terms of when Saturn was moving through my sixth house, this was, I guess, like three, three and a half years ago, I was getting over an eating disorder. I had a binge eating disorder. And this was the time that it made things really serious But finally it was like the end of 2019. So Saturn was at the end of this and I fully overcame it through using Psyche K, the subconscious rewiring. Um, And it was like, ever since then, my health has been this beautiful flourishing thing that's always growing and activating. And so I even feel very excited for this, you know, once it kind of moves out of here when we've learned these deeper lessons or when it gets towards the end of, okay, cool. Now let's allow the mastery that we've partaken in to actually be manifested and set in stone into practice.
1: Amazing. Wow. So cool. This is so fun.
0: Yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay. So speaking of relationships, let's dive into the relationship of us and the earth, right? So kind yeah. of give us a little bit of an explanation of, you know, I think one of the biggest things that happened for me during Gaia and sacred school or the school of the sacred wild was the plant meditations and the connection with the plants. So can you just tell everybody like what is a plant spirit meditation and what are some some of the magical pieces of it that have turned you into, you know, who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I love that you asked that question because it's really the foundational practice of how we connect to the earth and to spirit. And it's the main thing that I teach. And so what's really unique about the School of the Sacred Wild and and this way of working with the plants is that instead of me kind of lecturing about herbs um, or us reading about the properties of herbs, we're learning through a very embodied, it's it's kind of like Tantra with plants, honestly. (laughs) we're we're learning through the alchemy of receiving the plants via a tea meditation you know through our bodies and and so it's a meditation practice it's it's very tantric and it's a guided practice that i that i lead my students in um and now that we're online we also have you know the first saturday of every month we have a a three-hour Um, class and ceremony where we're meeting the plants that we're working with that month and so students move through this 10-month-long healing journey of working with herbs that are specifically tuned to the seasons and their bodies and the chakras Um, but they're really meeting them through this embodied spiritual practice and so the plant spirit meditation itself is, um, is, the, is the ritual of drinking the tea, of being guided into connection. And then there's right brain and left brain things that are happening and then things that are happening that are totally outside of the realms of what is logical. Um, some of the things that we learn when we're learning directly from the plants is we learn the language of the plants. And so plants speak to us about their medicinal properties by the way that they taste. Um, you know are they bitter are they sweet? are they pungent? Um, each of those things tell us something different about how they're acting in the body. They also speak to us by how they grow and what they look like and so we're learning those things um, and then also we call in the spirit of the plant and the plants each plant has this like incredible, personality and unique combination of the elements of earth air water fire right and so as they meet each of us and each of us are of course so unique there is a unique alchemy that's very personal that happens and so through the ritual we get to open to that alchemy and um and and the spirit comes in in different ways and and you know some of us tend to have kind of more visual um, experiences. I remember your plant journeys always, forever. You had like the most visual, you're like, and then a cheetah came in and it took me on a ride and we went into the jungle. Like, I will never forget your your meditations. Um, other, yeah, other people, you know, their psychic abilities come through more auditory. So they'll, they'll receive a message. Um, other folks, it's it's really kind of, like feeling of like, oh, I'm feeling warmth in my solar plexus or I just felt a release in my heart. And then with that release, like tears are coming and I'm feeling and then memories of this thing that happened with my mom are are moving through. So and and what's really incredible is not only is the experience unique to each person, but because we're ever evolving and changing, it's it's kind of it can be really unique to each moment that we sit with the plant. And that's why this work never gets old, (laughs) you know, it's like, you can sit with a nettle and really get to know its personality and it's, it's kind of imprint and it's spirit song. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, wow, the amount of nourishment and groundedness and, and like feeling, you know, this energy of the forest and of water, like that might always be present because that's part of its constitution of who it is. But then how it's meeting us in that moment is going to be different. And so to create this relationship where we can come to the plants and to the earth and ask for hands-on healing and ask for intimate connection, um, and receive that and give that it's just the most revolutionary and incredible thing. And I, I think just to close this thought, one of the, the things that I have seen has been so healing for, for, you know, the thousands of people that I've worked with is that it's revolutionary for us to realize that we can have our needs met and we can experience all of the flavors of intimacy and relationship, not just from the human realm. And I think most of us modern people, it's like we th- that like our needs for intimacy, connection, friendship, kinship, belonging, partnership, um, adventure, you know, often it's always like something that we dump on our partner, our significant other. And and that just puts so much pressure on relationships and it's just not realistic. And, and so there's so many people who are walking around feeling kind of unmet or like they're not feeling a sense of belonging and they're constantly looking for that community or that relationship. So when we can remember that as human beings, we are meant to be in deep relationship with the living earth and, and to be cultivating relationship and intimacy with the plants and the elements and, and that which is seen and unseen, parts of us that have this deep longing um, are able to be fed. And, and those are the parts that you know I call the sacred wild within us. And and there is the sacred wild within us, and there's the sacred wild all around us, and and both are hungry for relationship, for love, for communion.
0: Mm, it's so juicy, all of that. Yes. And I, you know, it was through this program that you opened me up to realizing that. You know, I had always, of course, been a fan of nature and sitting and, and hiking and all of that. But this took me to the next level where I remember I always had this story that I was like, I don't know why I feel this deep loneliness within me. Mm. And learning astrology really helped me to see in my chart, there's this piece that shows that. But then also I remember one of our first sessions and you were like our first classes and you had said, just start talking to the plants, say hi to them. When you're outside, say hi to the trees, say hi to the flowers. And I started to do that. And it was this sense of like, I'm never alone. I have all of my friends here. (laughs) And how beautiful are you? And how beautiful is that practice to go out there and be like, well, hello, palm tree. Well, hello, you know, Azalea, all of the flowers and just creating this. And that raises your vibration so much. And also to think that we're also raising the vibration of the plants that they also want our love and our attention and reciprocation
1: too. Yeah. And if you do that, right, like you actually start to notice, oh, my God, they're speaking back to me. Like it's 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 a two way street. And and when they're recognized, and they feel seen and, and you know and you speak to them they start to speak to you and that's how you know people like myself learn directly from the plants and that's how all of us can like that's such a big piece too of, of what we do at our school is it doesn't just belong to the select few this is our this is our right as human beings on this earth is to be in communication and to receive direct guidance and wisdom from the earth um, and it's available to everybody it's 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 actually quite accessible
0: yes and i think that it doesn't it's not this hard thing it's like the simplest thing and there's so much magic that starts to happen in your life when you open this up I remember specifically when we were meditating with passion vine Mm -hmm. and that is when I first met the black Panther and this black Panther has now been this spirit animal ally. That is always with me. It is so beautiful. I'm going to get a tattoo of it somewhere. I think, I don't know. Um, But we were in this meditation and I remember that I had seen all of these vines that were coming up to my stomach and they were just surrounding me. And that suddenly this black Panther came and he started to lick the vines. And he was healing mm-hmm. my stomach, healing, mm-hmm. partially healing the pain disorder that I'd had too. And that he cleared out all of these vines for me. And then we looked at each other dead in the eyes with their big, his big yellow eyes. And I remember that we each put a paw, like my paw and his paw on each other's shoulders. And it was this moment of deep welcoming and coming home and this like bowing of our heads into, I got you. And yeah. since then I've had all of these experiences with Black Panthers. I was even at one of the mentor meetups, um, which a part of the school, there's these beautiful circles and meetups that you can go to with other people and you keep continuing this on in person. And we were in a sound bath and I remember one of the women came up and where I'm laying there and she placed something in my hand as I was laying there. And I was just like, oh, I guess they're giving us something, you know? And I opened my eyes after, And there was a figurine of the Jaguar, of the Black Panther. Oh. Yes. And I didn't know this woman. She didn't know this story that I had. Mm. And afterwards, I looked around like, did anybody else get little gifts during this? And no one else had anything. And I was like, hey, why did you put this in my hand? And she was like, it was speaking and yelling at me that it needed to be with you. Oh. Wow. Oh, I love that. And I would have never had, you know, I always did feel this connection to the big cat world in terms of my spirit animal guides, but that specific thing would have never happened had I wouldn't, hadn't I've worked with passion vine. And now it's, it's something that I see everywhere. And it is, it's this, this leadership that connects us to the earth so much deeper. Oh,
1: I love that. I love that so much. And I feel like something that is just so I want to kind of amplify from your story is that, you know, it's once we open those portals and once we open those relationships, it's not like a one time moment of connection. These relationships like continue to deepen and we continue to nourish them and come back to them. And and it's something that's with us forever.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And there is this connection to the other worlds and to the other worlds that you introduce people to. And even as, you know, a lot of the invocations, we would always say we are in between worlds and all that happens in between worlds affects all worlds. What does that mean for somebody who's never tapped into these other worlds and these other realms?
1: Yeah. So um, that invocation is the end of calling in the directions. And so when we work um, with the plants and with each other in our healing circles we call in the directions we call in um, the the seven directions of the east of the south of the west the north above low and within and we also call in the elements of that correspond to those directions and we call in the ancestors and, and acknowledge the people who walked on the lands that we gather before us um and and call in our guides and and call in our hearts that's the sacred center. Call in, call in that unconditional love that, that is the greatest source of energy. Um and and so we call in these directions, we call in the spirits, we call in that which is seen and unseen. And in doing that and in doing it in ritual, um it it awakens the spirits. And so the way that that the spirits work with you know with my experience is that they're all around us and and um, we need to call them in and ask for them to be with us and to participate you know we have free will as humans and um and so we have to invite them in and there's also specific kind of songs and vibrations and that they know and there's even blessing herbs you know and like copal or or burning rosemary there's different um plants that connect us to um the land or to our ancestry to the spirit world and so there's these different ways that we we summon them we ask them to participate we invite them in um, and then we cast a circle of protection which is the circle that we work within and that circle is is always um attuned to unconditional love and and the prayer and the invocation is that all that happens in between worlds affects all worlds and that all that all the energy that is exchanged, spoken, received, um, be attuned to the highest vibration of unconditional love and that it go out into all directions once the circle is opened, um, bringing that medicine. Um, So, you know, that invocation speaks to the, the working with that which is seen and visible, like the tea that we're drinking during our plant meditation and that which is unseen and invisible, but equally present and important
0: beautiful and it is it's such medicine and it it happens within you but it does just move out to the entire world it's it's like beaming from people there's such a difference when you go through this program of before and after 100
1: it's true it's so beautiful and it's something that you know like like i will never know it's that i love it i think it's maybe one of my favorite things is like I never even pretend to imagine that I will know how, what, you know, how this will change someone's life or what will bloom in them. But it's it I I feel like, you know, you spoke to how this really set you on your path. And I think that's something that's consistent is that um, it's not dogmatic. It's not one path. It's creating relationship um, in a good way Um, and 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 with ourselves and with the world around us and so what happens is the solar plexus is healed and and the solar plexus in that place where where we are connected to our purpose and our joy and our passion and our self you know it connects to our roots and the roots are connected to the earth and and that solar plexus is connected to the heart and these prayers and so each person it's it's like something blooms inside of them that was always there and there's almost like this courage for us to step into who we truly are, um, because we suddenly realize that, you know, that like the world of the humans or of modern culture is so limiting and, and has these very small possibilities. And there's just such a much more vast and delicious and magical world that is asking for us to to play in and participate in and create in and to create healing in.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I was telling Marisha before we we started recording that it was this program that was the the jumping board for me, that this opened me up so deeply and created so many things in my life in terms of connection with incredible sisters, but also healing of, like you said, every single chakra Mm -hmm. so that I could then step into this position of leadership and also more confidence in who I am and stopping with any of the doubting and really starting to trust my intuition and to have these rituals and have this connection with the earth to always fall back upon, to now know that I'm never alone or I never have these, the limiting beliefs that I had before this program have fully done a 180 and don't even exist in my subconscious anymore. And it was, it was during that year that, that I downloaded astrology, that astrology came to me. And when we would have these meditations, I would always share with the group and they would, they would be these insane visuals that would come in. And I got to a point where I was kind of like, sorry guys, like here's another story. Cause they were just so big and immaculate, but even sharing with our circle, I remember that people would be like, Matt, like these stories are really amazing. Like you should actually do something with it. And yes. That also made me remember, hey, when I was younger, I wanted to be a screenwriter and I wanted to write children's books. And this was that portal that was like, hey, we're coming to you now and whispering it into your ear, do this thing, here's some ideas. And then having other people, honestly, like sometimes we do need validation from external sources, you know, And, and that's just the world that we live in too, because we can have this idea that's always in our head or we can be like oh i don't know but then once just one person is like this is great do something which is what happened in that circle thank you maria haddad (laughs) then you know it really ignites you into like you said your solar plexus just opening up and shining out so you never know what's going to come through and that is what makes this so exciting and yeah like you said never boring
1: yeah yeah
0: yes so, okay, I want to ask what is a green witch and how can we be witches in this lifetime? Mm. What does that
1: mean in this lifetime? Yeah. Um, so, I have a definition for a green witch that I wrote in my book, but I, that is my succinct definition that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but essentially, a, a green witch and a witch is somebody who works with the cycles of nature to create magic and healing. Um, and medicine, and and you know, in kind of Wicca worlds, um, in the worlds of, of folks who identify as witches, um, there are different kind of w- w- colored witches, and that speaks to kind of a, a specialty or a or a focus, an area of focus, or a gift. And so, a green witch is typically someone who works with magic, um, and works within the laws of of um, of being a witch, which is do no harm, and whatever you put out comes back to you threefold. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, and then the green, witch is one who works with the plants. Um, and so that is the definition of a green witch. And, um, and then what I have found for myself is that, um, being a witch means that I have to be impeccable with my energy. And it means that my practice is a practice of constantly refining my nervous system. And, and learning how to master my nervous system. And so um, I think it's so important for all of us to be really impeccable with our energy and intentional and clear, you know, for us to, to be rooted in right relationship, in ethics, in, um, in our values, in what, you know, in, in our relationship to the earth and how we affect everything around us. You know, it kind of goes back to that. Um, casting of the circle right it's what happens in between worlds affects all worlds and we are constantly affecting all worlds you know the thoughts that we have right like the limiting beliefs you were speaking of that you used to have that affects the worlds inside of us and then our gifts can't fully prosper Um, you know our relationships the way we speak to one another that affects our society our culture um, our hearts other people you know you never know how you say something to somebody how it's going to affect them or greeting them or acknowledging them um you know and 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 so um and then with our nervous system you know i i feel like one of the things that's that's really just one of the kind of uh most challenging aspects of being alive in this world today is that our i i feel like our nervous system and our mind and our consciousness is is almost like being fought for and, and, um, you know, it's, it's something that, that I'm kind of in the process of, you know, really listening to, and I have been for a few years, but I continue to be kind of really in listening to how to, to live in, in the world that we're living in now. Um, but you know, our attention is, is, is purchased. And, and our phones, unfortunately, are surveillance devices. And you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't like to put my energy into these doom gloom stories. Um, and it's important to recognize that when we're participating in social media or, or online, that, that unfortunately, that is a, a system that is built to sell our data, blah, blah, blah. And, and so what I've noticed for myself is that in the last five years since having a smartphone, my attention span changed. You know, I, I every year I go off grid in the summer between teaching and I usually go into the wilderness, I go camping and it's it's a deep reset for me, but it's it, it's absolutely critical for me to be able to do my work in the world and for me to just be able to nourish myself, to have that time of unplugging. And, and one of the things that I've noticed is, you know, during the year when I'm connected to my phone and, you know, being a mom and, and checking email and, and responding to hundreds of students and projects, it's so hard for me to read a book. I'll sit down to read a book that I really want to read. And, and one or two pages in, I have this nervous system response of like, I should check my phone. And so the distraction is, is something that, you know, is unfortunately really part of modern culture. And just being off grid for the last two weeks, I just got back, you know, two or three days ago, I read this like epic 500 page book while being with my kid. You know, I totally used to have a story that like, oh, I can't read because I'm a mom and blah, blah, blah. And I'm a single mom and I'm working, but no, you know, like while canoeing while, you know, and, and while feeling so present and Noticing also just over the last two weeks of of being away from my phone, off grid, sleeping outside, you know, just cooking all my meals outside, sleeping under the stars, just feeling nature and the spirits of nature just kind of releasing these shackles of stress. And and like a week in, I was like joyful and kind of i'm a joyful person in general but i was like giddy and giggling and laughing in this way where i was like wow there's this laughter that's that you know this this weight has been lifted anyways all of that to say that um i feel like as as witches whether you identify as a witch or not as people on the path of consciousness as people who are um you know who are wanting to live a meaningful life being in awareness of how we are tending to our nervous system is a is a primary need in practice. And our nervous system is almost like this garden that we are responsible for. And it can either be totally, you know, sabotaged and become something else, you know, or we have to keep pruning and weeding and shoveling and composting and doing hard work that isn't easy. Um, but then it can be the source of us being connected to this web of life. Um, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful.
0: And, and I think that that even just comes back to the name of your school, the Sacred Wild, because it is, it's like truly rewilding what is in us, what's been conditioned over however many years we've been on this planet yeah. and saying, what is the garden that I choose to grow and that I was born to grow and flourish in here yes oh my goodness this has been so much fun um thank you so much for being here tell us a little bit more about the school of the sacred wild and how people can sign up and what they can
1: expect thank you thank you for having me this was so much fun indeed um so the school of the sacred wild is a 10 month long apprenticeship program And it begins September 3rd, the first September Saturday, the first Saturday in September. And it's a combination of live Zooms where we drink tea together and meditate. Um, I think a lot of us have Zoom fatigue and it's really lovely to actually spend most of our time together with our eyes closed having this embodied tantric experience and then also going into breakout rooms and sharing with people all, all around the world and having these moments of like oh my god you also saw an owl and you know it's just so magical um and and we move through the wheel of the year we move through the seasons so it's also a healing journey where each apprentice is bringing in practices and plants into their lives um, that that work on you, you know that work on you, and and we learn and remember some of these more traditional ways of, of folk medicine, how to make medicine, how to heal ourselves and our families, um, how to grow plants, a garden, um, how to do magic, and how to take really good care of ourselves in, in this wild world that we're living in. So um, registration is open now, and we just open it once a year. Um, and then it closes at the end of August. So, and I highly encourage that if folks are are wanting to join, that they um, sign up as soon as possible because um, we have some suggested magical reading over the summer. That's optional, but really enhances things. And we have a little book club that's just started. So, um, yeah, it's really, it's really mad. And the most amazing people are called to this work. Like that's always what I'm. Blown away by, and now that we're online, um, we're connecting with people all over the world that have this deep love for the Earth and this deep longing to be Earth tenders, and it's so the friendships that develop are, are incredible. And then we also have mentors um, all over the world that create in-person um, workshops. So there's a lot of community that that is formed in person as well throughout the year. Mm,
0: you guys, this. I will say this has been the most life-changing program that I've ever done. It really did kickstart me into this whole new direction. So I highly recommend you will also come out with a whole apothecary afterwards, which is so beautiful and not just there to look at, but to also know what to do. You have this relationship with the plants of them as your friends and allies, but how is it that you're working with them for medicinal purposes or just for pleasure? And it, really does open you up to this whole new world of connection to even using them in your food and sharing them with others for, you know, tending to their ailments and, you know, go and sign up, join this program because it will change your life. And one last question for you, Marisha, is what is your definition of magic?
1: Ah, my definition of magic. What a great, juicy question. Oh my goodness. Hmm. I feel like magic is what happens when all parts of us are present and turned on with that which is invisible and also visible and felt in the natural world. and. And it's this feeling of like coming alive for me and, and waking up. That's what magic feels like. You know, those experiences that we have when we're like, Oh my God, this is real. Or like plants can talk to us or I just prayed to heal my leg. And I've had a spontaneous healing. Like it's the things that we can't explain and that fill us with wonder and awe, and reverence. And, um, and that awaken parts of us that, that, um, are meant to be awake and fully participating in this life.
0: Mm, I love that. I'm going to have to borrow all of those things because I feel all of that so deeply. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Love you so much. And thank you guys for listening. Beautiful day. Thank you so
1: much for having me and so many blessings to everybody listening.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you learned something helpful, give us a five-star rating and share this episode with a loved one. And if you want more, visit the links down below to book a custom session or get my digital guides on how to read your chart. Remember, you are never alone or hopeless. The same force that guides the stars guides you too.